Today's goddess is the Greek goddess of beauty, feminine sexuality, fertility, passion, and love. Who's associated with the planet Venus? She is Aphrodite. Well, hello, goddesses. Happy Valentine's Day. We're we're actually recording this on Valentine's Day, but it's going to be out a day or two later. Welcome to episode number 10 of Goddess Chat with Leos. I am Nicole, and we have our other host. Hello, this is Gigi. (laughs) Hello, beautiful goddesses. I love it. Well, you know what? Um, Why don't you all just join us um, while we drink some tea and explore the meanings, legends, and powers of this episode's goddess. If you love the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your chosen listening service. The best way to show your support for the show is to rate and review. Also, word of mouth is priceless. Yes. Well, Gigi, let's uh, grab our tea and welcome this week's goddess. Let's do this. It's tea time. I, had a, I know. I had to run downstairs real quick and get my tea. I was like, I can't have tea time without tea. Um, I, <laughs> right? I'm actually drinking a yogi tea. It's just vanilla spice. I wanted to feel a little sassy today. So what are I you like drinking, that. my a love? spicy. Mm-hmm. I am drinking a peppermint tea. Ooh. And um, it's in one of those fancy like satin silk sachet bags. Yes. And so it's just decadent mm. looking, you know? And so I figured, you know... Might as well have this one. We're all about the self-love today uh, when we're celebrating Aphrodite, and I wanted to be a little fancy, so. Yes, I love those. They they are. It is like the epitome of luxury and decadence. It's like, yes. I'm keeping this bag, and I'm going to put it everywhere. Yeah, I'll have a bunch of these, like, dried tea bags hanging around my house, which. <laughs> I don't see why not. You know, the tea bag, and then, um, oh, Gigi showed me the other day. She's got the cutest loose leaf steeper. <laughs> it's He's like a little man with his arms back, hanging over the mug like he's chilling in the hot tub. <laughs> Just chilling. I love it. I mean, that one gives you a giggle. This one gives you elegance. So, um, <laughs> you know, don't you have a funny one, too? I do. He's a little T-Rex, so his little tiny arms are what hold him over the side. <laughs> so, But wait, wait. T-Rex as in T-E-A, Rex? Okay. Oh. okay, sorry. Little dad joke there. Dad. <laughs> I love it. I love that you said dad joke because I was thinking, I was like, dad joke, Gigi, come on. Well, like what I was saying to you about my tea bag the other day is that I had my little man tea bagging my drink for me. So, you know. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. So. You know, we got to have some fun with it. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, mine, my yogi tea, it has a little saying on it. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. All right. It says, the unknown is where all outcomes are possible. Enter it with grace. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, it is very true. It knows I'm going to have my favorite Chinese food 
later today. So it's like enter <laughs> it with good. grace. I shall. <laughs> I've been getting lots of little fortunes um, this past week. We um, went to, um, we live in Huntington Beach and we went to the pier and they have one of those Zoltar fortune teller <laughs> machines. <laughs> and so my son desperately needed one. So that one was a nice little fortune. And then, um, uh, we got some of those Dove heart chocolates, and every time you open one, it has a yes. little saying inside. So some of them are like, choose chocolate, choose happiness. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you are beautiful. Eat more chocolate. I'm like, thank you, exactly. Dove. <laughs> yes, encourage this. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> That's right. Now I need someone to, like, every time I want to eat pizza or something really fatty, they're like, eat more pizza. You're gorgeous. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you know what? Hmm. I think we need to talk about today's goddess. I would love to. Well, goddesses, our sources for today is wikipedia.org, goddessgift.com, Find Your Goddess by Sky Alexander, The Goddess Oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky, and The Goddess Guidance by Doreen Virtue. So we have lots of little sources that we got to pull from, and I hope that you enjoy. The Greek goddess Aphrodite, the original golden girl, perfectly attired for the occasion in a simple string of pearls and a couple of strategically placed scallop shells. She stepped out of the ocean on the island of Cyprus and set the ancient world on its ear. So a little bit about her history. Her name actually means foam born. And Mm. she, right? And she is an ancient Mediterranean mother goddess. So I think her myth uh, traveled from Greece when the Greeks colonized Canaan. I had to look that one up. Since her name means foam born, as legend says, no, everyone knows how she was born, but I just still find it fascinating. She sprang from her father Uranus's castrated genitals, which were then cast into the ocean. The union of the sky and the fertile sea womb. And I actually read from another source. Basically, if you think about it, her creation from the sea frothing genitalia reveals her as the embodiment of sexual desire. So she, yeah, I mean, she had no other choice, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's like, this is me. I love it. Right. However, Homer's Iliad, Iliad, I know how to say it. What Mm -hmm. is wrong with me? I know we're, we're thinking too much. (laughs) I know I'm overthinking. Leos. You should hear some of our conversations, goddesses. We're always like, what do you think about this? Am I getting in my head too much? (laughs) (laughs) That's Gigi's tagline. Am I getting in my head too much? I'm like, a little bit. Yes. (laughs) A little bit. Well, another version from Homer's Iliad is... They claim that she was the daughter of Zeus and Dion, which that's, and I never really heard that one, but I also wasn't too big though. Chris, he read Homer's stuff, but I'm like, eh, I just read what I knew. (laughs) So basically every Greek God and goddess, once they knew about how she just appeared, they were dying to meet her. The Arises, Arises, and it's spelled H-O-R-A-E. 
up. So, um, and I guess they're called the hours. They're actually the mm-hmm. gatekeepers of Mount Olympus. They welcomed her to step upon shore and adorned her with the finest gold ornaments and cloth. Then brought Aphrodite to Mount Olympus to present her to Zeus and the other gods and goddesses. That's like a nice welcoming, you know? Can you imagine yeah, that? definitely. <laughs> They're like, hey, Royalty from the start. Right? Gigi's here. Let's give her some gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, to his credit, Zeus instantly realized, he's like, this captivating creature could become the source of all sorts of trouble. Her radiance stirring every man and i would say every woman because they really weren't specific about gender they just everybody felt passion about her oh yeah and orgies all the way yes definitely (laughs) (laughs) and it would lead to constant fighting and um doing really bad things for her attention he had this plan to head off all this possibility zeus decided that she must be married at once essentially taking her off the market so to speak um and they awarded or he awarded the goddess to his son Hephaestus Hephaestus yeah again Mm -hmm. in my head yes (laughs) right so uh, well it's a lot of letters (laughs) I'm always like I know it's got to be that oh little funny side note makes no sense friend of mine Felicia we all know that name, like, by Felicia, whatever. Hey, Felicia. Right? Yes. For some reason, when I would look at her name, I called her Felicia. <laughs> well, you know, it is pronounced that way in some cultures. And so Thank I you. always ask because I have known people that go by both ways. <laughs> Just like um, Yasmin or Jasmine, you know, things That's like true. that. So I'm always like, which way do you pronounce it? So okay. Thank you. It's good to ask. See, you made me feel better because I was like, Felicia. <laughs> and then people were like, who are you talking about? And I was like, they're like, Felicia? I was like, yeah. Sorry. sorry. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Um, it goes without saying that Hephaestus must have thought himself the luckiest man alive. He was the god of forge and um, fire and uh, like smith. What is that word? Smith making? Smith working? Yes, thank you. Steelworking, smithworking. Now, he was an extremely hard worker, and he was extremely reliable. However, he had a real great personality, if you know what I mean. So that basically means he was not the greatest looker imaginable. So, yeah. As they say, he had a wonderful personality. I loved it. (laughs) Poor guy. So overjoyed. But, you know, he's got to have some good qualities, I bet. (laughs) Well, that's it. (laughs) Not that much of a looker, but he makes her some badass gifts later on that we will Mm, find out. So overjoyed with his good fortune in acquiring the stunning bride, Hephaestus did his best to please Aphrodite, designing and creating for her the most beautiful jewelry and furniture that anyone had ever seen. He even went, now this is the part that I love about him so much. He even went so far as to make Aphrodite a magical golden girdle that made her irresistible to men when she wore it. So essentially he made her the precursor to Spanx. And I love him for that. (laughs) You know, let's give this hourglass figure a little pizzazz. Right? (laughs) I was like, damn. All right. So, like the good husband he was, he loved Aphrodite so much, and he made her jewelry, like we said, and just, he adored her. 
How yeah, I mean, it seems like he showered her. Showered her with mm-hmm. love. However, like the goddess of love, she preferred the bad boy. She loved Ares, god of war, Ooh. in her bed instead. Naughty girl. <laughs> Depicted in Botticelli's 15th century painting, The Birth of Venus, she is washed ashore on the scallop shell with long flowing hair and is just magnificent. Mm. It is a, you know, a famous world-renowned painting, and I'm sure almost everyone has seen it at one point in their life. And now that you've heard what it is, now you know it is of Ms. Aphrodite. Yes. So that was just... Uh, you know, an amazing thing that we've all been able to be gifted upon our eyes. Oh, absolutely. And that hair. Mm-hmm. I've told oh, you yeah. many times, I, mean, I want that hair. So to buy oh, it, yes. it's going to be super expensive. It's okay. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself to very long Aphrodite hair. <laughs> Aphrodite is consistently portrayed as a nubile, infinitely desirable adult. Having had no childhood, she is also often depicted nude. And it makes sense. I mean, she just came out of the ocean. She was just birthed of the water. It almost reminds me of um, Ariel, the little mermaid, you know, yes. when she got her legs yeah. and she just popped out. She's like, um, I ain't got nothing but my scallop shells. I need some help here. So, well, And there's something beautiful and almost innocent about it because there's nothing uh, dirty or wrong about the naked body and her. She no. just came onto the shore nude because that's who she is. That's what it's natural. Is. Exactly. And, you know, it's the same thing with children. You know, no one knows that nudity is wrong until society tells them that it is so embrace your bodies love your bodies no matter what size shape you are absolutely love it love it absolutely just like the glamorous aphrodite she also um epitomizes our romantic ideals about love relationships sex beauty and pleasure Mm. (laughs) she represents joy and passion but shuns fidelity so she's not going to be the most um monogamous person (laughs) but you know she just wants to spread her love all over that's right she was the original um what are they poly polyamorous yeah Oh, polyamorous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Cleo's like, I'm in here because you're talking about my girl, Aphrodite. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to talk a little bit further about some legends. A lot of these legends are very, very famous. They have so many different um, tellings of them. And I know a lot of you are going to actually know them probably ahead of time. So... I thought it was actually kind of fascinating. The term aphrodisiac actually derives from her name. And according to legend, the beautiful goddess has the power to enchant anyone she pleases. So Mm. because of the magical golden girdle, the precursor to Spanx, as we said before, she, it's something that's actually in quotes called in Aphrodite. So that is when someone is actually entranced by love or lust and reason is unlikely to prevail. So, wow. yeah, I thought that was so cool. I was like, man, yeah, you're completely gone. Because you know how we are when we're in love with someone, even if they're an well, idiot. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I, I always did that. You know, actually, um, a little story. Mm-hmm. Um, when um, my fiancé actually had told me he 
loved me the first time it we were only together for a couple weeks and I was really afraid of it and I was like no it's not love it's lust (laughs) (laughs) like get it through your head this is lust (laughs) this is lust you are incorrect you know but now almost 10 years later we're still here so I guess it was love Love, yeah (laughs) he's like no I told you it was love okay That's all right. I accidentally slipped love um, to Chris. We were walking uh, at his sister's wedding and I was a little tipsy and I was like, that's okay. I still love you. And he kind of looked at me and I went, oh, no. And then I started crying. I was like, I just ruined it. (laughs) Oh, no. But it was no tears. Yeah, but it was very sweet. He hugged me and he said, I love you, too. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad "Ah." he said it back. Yeah, that gets really awkward. And and of course, I was awkward one. I'm like, no, you don't love me. It's lust. (laughs) 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 They're very different things, people. Just so we know. Well, in Aphrodite's uh, life, she engaged in affairs with other gods and mortals, too. So um, we're going to do a little a little tea on Miss Aphrodite about her laundry list. And that's okay. So let's spill that uh tea. So um, apparently uh, her her bad boy of choice was uh, the god Ares, god of war. She also um, indulged in some Dionysus, which I I would go with that one. I'm like. You know, got a wine. It's probably fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she was known to be around Hermes a bit, which I'm like, okay. Um, Poseidon. I always had a thing for Poseidon. Hey, you know, you know, the beard. Going back to the Little Mermaid yes. again. You know, right? <laughs> King Triton. I mean, that's what I imagine Poseidon to be. Thank so. you. I'm like, okay, Poseidon, the long beard, the curly. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And of course, the mortal Adonis. Adonis was oh, the wow. most beautiful creature any of the gods had ever seen. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about him a little bit more. She usually got her way again due to her husband making her the magic girdle, which made her irresistible. I want this magic girdle. I'm like, I'm like, you're right. I mean, come on. I'm obsessed with it. Well, one of the legends um, suggested in book eight of the Odyssey by Homer, the sun god Helios saw Aphrodite and Ares having sex in Hephaestus' bed. So, okay, Aphrodite, not so good that you're doing it in your, your marital bed, but, you know, do your thing. Well, remember, she didn't have a childhood, so she doesn't really have, like, right and wrong to play off of, I True. don't think. So. <laughs> she, as we discussed before, she, she does what she wants, and that's okay. <laughs> um, so, where am I lost? My pl- I was thinking about that too much. Oh, I'm so, sorry. No, no, no. Right. So, um, Helios, he actually warned Hephaestus, who fashioned a netting of gold. So, the next time Ares and Aphrodite had sex together, the net trapped both of them. Hephaestus brought all of the gods into the bedchamber so that they could laugh at the captured adulterers, which, okay, pretty, uh, pretty severe, but, you know. You know, I mean, we used to, like, mark people with a scarlet letter when they adultered, so, I mean, you know, it does have a historical backing to it. I, mean, I didn't even think of it uh, that way. That's true. But um, the gods Apollo, Hermes, and my man Poseidon had sympathy for Ares, which I find kind of interesting. They had sympathy for Ares, but not Aphrodite. It's like, uh, took both of them. You know, yeah, it's that, you know, patriarchy mm-hmm. again. That's right. <laughs> patriarchy. 
I'm like, all of you have been having a taste of mm-hmm. her, but you're only backing up your homeboy. Right. So, and again, my man Poseidon agreed to pay Hephaestus for Ares's release. So humiliated, Aphrodite returned to Cyprus, where she was attended by her charities. So that would have been, um, I think they're like little nymphs. Little little spirits, oh, okay. yeah. So according to another really well-known story, she entered into the Divine Ultimate Beauty Contest. Um, this was actually judged by the Trojan uh, person. <laughs> Trojan person. Paris. <laughs> Paris, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why I couldn't get that out. <laughs> so when she competed against the other goddesses, the other goddesses were Athena and Hera. Hera, we know as Zeus's wife. Hera tried to bribe Paris with power all over Asia and Europe. And Athena offered him wisdom, fame, and glory in battle. I mean, all of those are really good bribes. So, however. It is funny, mm -hmm. though, that they're all bribing him to win. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're like, hey, come on over here. Gonna let you know. They're like, we're all equal in our beauty, so we gotta bribe you. (laughs) (laughs) Aphrodite actually bribed Paris by offering him the most desirable woman on earth. Paris awarded her the prize, which was a golden apple. There is actually on Amazon Prime, I think there still is, it has Homer's um, Odyssey and and the Iliad, like different stories, and they're um, animated. They're, it's so good. I can't remember oh, what the name cute. of it is, but I'll maybe I'll post that in the show notes if I can remember. But the deal had a downside. The woman Aphrodite offered Paris was actually the beautiful Helen of Troy, who happened to be married to the king of Sparta. I've been dying to do that. Oh, <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> And their affair actually led to the Trojan War, which was a very long yeah. war. The, uh, the other two goddesses were so enraged and as a direct result sided with the Greeks in the Trojan War. Aphrodite herself played an important and active role throughout the entirety of Homer's Iliad. Wow, you know, that Aphrodite stirring up all sorts oh, of yeah. trouble. <laughs> She's like, I, want, I, I hope that golden apple was worth it. Like, couldn't she have just gotten her husband to make one? I would think, but I mean, you know, I also would have thought that her golden girdle would have won her the contest, but you know, she had to throw something else in there and spice things yeah, up. True. So. Very true. <laughs> well, although the goddess Aphrodite seldom seemed very serious in her affairs, one love caused her great suffering. She had begged Adonis, her beloved mortal, to give up the dangerous sports he enjoyed because she could not bear to lose him. I mean, and we're all kind of that yeah. way, you know? I mean, especially if you know that they're mortal, you're going to want them to be safe. Well, it, yeah. So. And there's always that one love that causes you that much pain. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. always that one. And, of course, that one love usually doesn't yes. listen. And Adonis ignored her advice and ended up being killed by a wild boar while hunting, Oof. which is really unfortunate. Those are, like, no joke. No, those tusks, Ancient wild boars, <laughs> boom, dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he died, actually, um, Aphrodite heard his cries and hastened to his side in her swan-drawn chariot. And she cursed the fates that had ordained his death. And with Adonis still in her arms, she turn- turned the blood drops that fell from his wounds into the soil into wildflowers, also known as a short-lived anemone. Mm as a memorial to their love, which, I mean, 
that's beautiful. You know, his blood became something that was able to live again. And just, uh, I mean, those are really special things. Yeah. uh, So, you know, you can only imagine how deeply she was in pain. Yes, actually. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I could imagine. (laughs) Aphrodite's um, most famous son was Eros, the god of love who helped her with her work and he was a talented archer his job was to shoot arrows dipped in aphrodite's love Mm. potion and hitting her unwitting victims causing them to fall madly in love or lust yes (laughs) with the next person they saw and many of the great love stories began this way but many respectable homes were broken up as well so she just had her son running around playing cupid yeah (laughs) Just there was no rhyme or reason. Just she's no. She's like, you know what? I like that one. Shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if they're married. <laughs> Let's see what happens. She, yeah. <laughs> although, <laughs> you know, although she did all that, she was most often loving and mm-hmm. generous. And Aphrodite could be quite malicious and vindictive Ooh, as well. Yeah. Which I mean, we are kind of learning from the way she, uh, you know, gave Helen a troy away and you know breaking up marriages but you know she did have some wrongdoing on her too you know having everyone laugh at her after she had her exactly there's always a a positive and a negative Mm -hmm. well she insisted upon being given the honor that she felt was due to her and was quick and harsh in punishing those who weren't sufficiently appreciative of her efforts aries medea um I always get, um, I want to say psych because it's, you know, that's the way we say it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Psyche and Atalanta to name a few, but they could attest that the Greek goddess Aphrodite's power was immense, just huge. So often the punishments rendered by the goddess Aphrodite, though severe, they did hold important lessons embedded within them. And these were lessons that sparked growth and ultimately improved the life or extended the vision of the person she was punishing, as in the case of Psyche. Yes. So, I mean, that that is really awesome. You know, she's trying to get people to learn from their mistakes. And that is a loving act in its own. Absolutely. So, even in her punishment, she is all about love. Absolutely. Um, there's one thing, if you don't mind, I wanted to add in because I have found mm-hmm. it from um, this book that I've had for years. It's called Invoke the Goddess by Kala oh, Trobe. Yes. Um, actually, the Minotaur is a symbolic, or it's symbolic of sexuality that's so so repressed that it has become a raging subconscious beast. So the Ooh. Minotaur was actually a tool that Aphrodite used a lot in her vengeance. And also oh. other themes um, with Aphrodite is incest and bestiality are among the punishments that she would inflict. So uh, when oh. she would punish someone, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. That's pretty, <laughs> she, pretty yeah, down and she, dirty. But, you know, the mortals, they, they at times had deserved certain punishments. Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, mortal, exactly. Right? <laughs> um, and then to air is exactly, human. <laughs> exactly. And then um, another little passage I had read in that book and I didn't get to put it into our, our show notes. Um, she is uh, known as malicious, as intense as she is fickled, as 
physically and spiritually beautiful as she is sickening. So there's always that duality with her. So Aphrodite emerges as a dualistic being with good and bad points, just like the human Mm -hmm. psyche itself. So a lot of times in in the, the tales about Aphrodite, it symbolized human beings themselves, which I thought was really cool. That's really, really yeah. cool. Definitely. Well, I mean, the influence of the Greek goddess Aphrodite can be seen as generative, far beyond that of romance, love, or desire alone, as you just mm-hmm. said. And she is associated with the life-giving sea, just as the waves lapping on the shore refresh and renew the beach. The, the beach, sorry. <laughs> um, Aphrodite brings us hope and awareness of the transforming power of love and beauty. Yes. In ancient Greece, the priestesses who worshipped her engaged in the art of sacred sex to honor her power and bring blessings to the manifested world. As a fertility goddess, Aphrodite could influence the growth of crops as well as human procreation. Mm -hmm. So legends say she was a nurturing mother and encouraged her children in the arts culture and knowledge of all kinds. Absolutely. So um, going back to what we were, or I was just saying about the duality, about the positive and the negative um, in this book, I read that uh, Aphrodite actually had four children by the God Ares, the God of war. Oh. Yeah. So this, I, I wanted to throw this on you. So two of them were positive. There was Eros, the God of love and Ant Ant Eros, I think, A-N-T-E-R-O-S, and that's reciprocal love. So there were the two positives. Then then there mm-hmm. are the two negatives, Diamos, which is terror, and Phobos, which is fear. Ooh. So depending on, and you know, a lot of that can be what love is. Sometimes love is terrifying and you are fearful of losing yourself and losing, you know, your way of life to let go and and be with this person. But, Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. I mean, a lot of people do go Mm -hmm. crazy. I mean, that's what they say. Crazy. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean, you lose it. I mean, I remember one of my relationships after we broke up, it was a good few weeks of me just broken down. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, I was at school and my grades were falling and, I I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating. And it's just like how much you can be affected. I love by uh, it's crazy. It's not even a death. It's just a relationship that you had for a moment. Exactly. I know it's, you know, Aphrodite, she really is a prime role model for the female libido at its most active, you know? So (laughs) I love it. I do love right. it. I'm trying to look in the book and see if there's anything else interesting. Oh, um, another, uh, like a motto for Aphrodite would be, it is better to have loved and lost than to not have loved at all. <laughs> so that would have oh, been. Oh, yes. That famous yes. one for sure. If she sure. had a bumper sticker, it would be that one. Hello. Um, we are here with our very, very special guest, Dylan from Getting Witchy With It. Did I say it right? Yes. It's yes, kind of like the Will Smith song, With It, Nana. Oh, yeah. 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 Getting, getting Witchy With It. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm looking well, at it, I'm like, don't say with, don't say with. Yes. Oh, hi, Dylan. Hello. It's great to be here. We're and excited. I'm so excited. Me too, for the Definitely. Leos. 
<laughs> well, we're happy to have you. And you are here on a very special episode. Um, it's going to be airing right after Valentine's Day, but we're talking about your main girl, Aphrodite. Um, before we get into that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? And I love your tagline on your Instagram, the spreading light and love through the craft. So I just think that's so wonderful. Oh, yeah. Okay. So to start out, I've been practicing for um, 14 years. I'm not really sure when it, it all started because I've always been a witch. Yeah. But I've been a palm reader for a little over 11 years and an herbologist for like eight, nine. You know, I lose track. So I make um, <laughs> potions and mojo bags and um, custom spells for people. But I do an initial reading just to feel out their energy. And if I don't feel like it's the right fit and it doesn't fit my energy, I do turn those clients away. And I do um, YouTube. So I'm out there with... Um, the whole idea that everyone is magic and I just want to unlock other people's potentials and show them that everyone does have that magic inside of them. So that's my whole life calling as a human being on this earth. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That is just so inspirational. That's fabulous. You know, Gigi and I are in the same boat. We um, have always been interested in the craft and I think we all have always been witches, but you know, just society and life, you kind of don't acknowledge that, but we've recently gotten back into it. And um, I just loved your YouTube. I thought it was absolutely adorable. Thank you so much. My (laughs) uncle made my little intro. So Uh, yeah, Gigi, when you see that, it's so cute because it's a little bit like bewitched, right? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. I did see that. That's yeah. a, that is really cute. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So um, have you always had a connection with Aphrodite? Yes. Um, recently, it's been a lot stronger. I've gotten out of, um, you know, I've had these unhealthy relationship patterns. And I've realized it was just because I had so much love to give. But the most love that I have to give is to myself. Mm, And that's Mm -hmm. what I've been working on. Um, And my favorite types of spells and spell work to do are my self-love spells. I'm just naturally gravitated towards those types of different um, herbs and oils that are used for spell work. Mm -hmm. And especially um, going into my girl Aphrodite, she was, you know, with with the Greek and the Roman names, Venus, Aphrodite, they have different names, but if you picture the ver- the birth of Venus picture, she is born mm-hmm. of the sea. So that's why I love her so much. She's strong. She's resilient. Um, not to mention that love is the highest vibration that we have. And it's a forgiving kind of love. It's an unconditional love, which is stronger to me because I identify with her so much. It's a silent strength. It's a loving strength. To forgive is the greatest strength of all, and that's love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. hundred percent. I, I adore it. Um, and, uh, you actually, one of your YouTube, uh, videos was about glamor magic. And I believe that Aphrodite is obviously the goddess of that. So, um, can you explain to our listeners what glamor magic actually is? Yes, absolutely. I will mention too that Aphrodite is the anti-aging. So if you want to ask Aphrodite, to enchant uh, certain tools. So a lot of spell work and glamour magic that can be used is incorporating things that can be also used in spells. So 
like baths with um, rose petals because rose is strongly associated with Aphrodite. Rose water, a little bit of rose oil. And then um, even tea with rose hips inside of it can be used, you know, Mm -hmm. to ingest. And also water, you know, Aphrodite being born of the sea, you can tell your tea what to do. You can enchant it because water, we know as an element, is very um, moldable and you can give it an action and just say, you know, with each sip, I will have glowing skin and the age will fall away. Not that, you know, the outside really matters. What really matters is how you feel about yourself. And if you just are a little bit happier in the mirror and it makes your day a little bit better. I mean, self-love starts with the relationship that you have with yourself and the stronger that relationship is, the stronger your relationships with other people can be. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. We've definitely Absolutely. been on a journey with that ourselves recently. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, I love a couple of the, the suggestions that you had for everyday magic were things, and I never thought to do this, but to enchant your hairbrush right. in moonlight. I love that idea. So I was waiting to tell Gigi that one. So because yes. um, because a lot of witches, they make um, moon water, but I never mm-hmm. thought to put other objects in the moonlight. So I loved that. And then I loved your take on lipstick. Exactly. <laughs> so when you're enchanting your brushes, I was also thinking if there is a day where Venus is visible too, you know, mm-hmm. and if you want to have more attraction aspects of love, I always put my, when I charge my crystals or my brushes, you could, you know, maybe spray your brushes with some rose water that you have. I'm big on rose water. And then I put it on top of my car. I lay down a towel and I put it on top of the car in the moonlight, either the full moon. (laughs) And hey, you know, it's closest to the moon here. So that's the way that I do it Um, with the different colors of of um the different meanings of the different colors so with nail polish you would use yellow for hard work and mm-hmm. um maybe a promotion i'm big with lipstick i feel like your makeup isn't done unless you have lipstick on but that's just a personal preference <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big fan of lipstick. And Gigi's actually a professional makeup artist. So she can (laughs) always add in the the power of of makeup to make you feel glamorous. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this would be um, an interesting thing to do before like I have a bride or something like that, Mm -hmm. so that I can just, you know, put a little bit of a blessing on them prior to making them feel beautiful for their big day of love. (laughs) that's so important and the colors are so diverse you know like if you feel like you need some grounding then a nice nude lipstick or you know red passion so that's what I usually do my YouTube videos with if you feel like um, a bold purple maybe eyeshadow in the crease if you're not comfortable with it on your lipstick or even your fingernails would be psychic awareness black protection if uh, black fingernails and for prosperity if you're not a big fan of green gold will work too so I love that concept because you know we we tend to think inside the box and we use candles we use um, crystals crystals um, you know herbs. but it's it's, mm-hmm. it's things that you can adorn yourself with and and that's essentially glamour magic, which I love. Um, another part I absolutely adored was the uh, first singles 
how they can attract a, a lover. So you had talked about different pheromones, different scents. Are there any scents that Aphrodite is really known with? Or known mm, for za, za, za. it's all about uh, <laughs> it's all about it's all about intention and mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of this pheromone spray but it cracks me up <laughs> because there's this pheromone that everyone is buying off of Amazon um, but you can also get different sprays with pheromones and mm-hmm. you can look that up but you you can always kind of tell if a perfume has a pheromone in it because it smells like somewhat like a sweaty club like. If you <laughs> little muscle, <laughs> like okay, to it. Yeah. you know the Britney Spears video when Crazy. she's dancing. Um, no, it's like she's like the she's sw- yes, yes, yeah. she's sweating. <laughs> if, if you smell the perfume and you picture the video, I'm a slave for you. Oh yes, oh, yeah. my but God. like a lot of <sighs> breathing <Yes>. bodies on <laughs> each other. Yep. So well, um, you know. Of course, with Aphrodite, you know, other actions might have been done to get to that point, too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But Paris Hilton, I know for a fact that Paris Hilton's first perfume has pheromones in it. Oh, Oh, very interesting. I do know that for sure. And then you can also mix your pheromone perfumes in. But as as far as scents, I really like to keep things, and me being an Aphrodite type of person, you know, floral, a pink, Mm. um pink type of color anything with jasmine lavender my favorite perfume is the pink chance by chanel and to me it's magical it's floral it's pink it makes me feel like aphrodite do what makes you feel like a goddess what would a goddess do live your life like a goddess Yes, I hey, love that. Needs that. to be like our new hashtag. Like, what would a goddess do? <laughs> and we'll tag you in it all the time. Yes. <laughs> well, Dylan, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, your take on the body image and uh, how that affects your relationship with Aphrodite. Absolutely. So it's to love every single part of yourself and get in touch with your inner goddess. And the mirror, some of you may or may not know, is a portal. So the way that you look at yourself and the way that you view yourself and the way that you speak to yourself, even in your mind, whether it's a high or low vibration, can really affect the way that you live your life. Mm. So it's super important to um, change that narrative in your head. And it can be really difficult at first, but you're going to have to make the conscious decision to make those low vibrational thoughts high ones so for example don't be like oh i'm so dumb or like oh i'm so fat i'm gonna eat this sunday no you're gonna choose your fork and say self-care i deserve this sunday yes so true (laughs) yes nicole and i are definitely not ones that feel bad about our body image that often we try to embrace all of it and every, <laughs> encourage every each other with that. And yes. nook, that's possible. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I, I do love the themes that seem to be come up in your videos of loving yourself. And it doesn't need to be, you don't need to be this, this glamour beauty queen. It's what you believe you are. Dylan, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about the, the goddess Aphrodite or do you have any books that you've read that you can recommend to someone new that doesn't really know much about the goddess it's it's pretty um wow I I get my information really from all over Mm -hmm. so um but I would say that Aphrodite is great for sex workers as well Mm. yes just keep that in mind 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. And I did see on your page that you have a Valentine's spell sale going on right now. So if if you would like to let the listeners know what your website is, and we'll actually put it in the show notes as well. Oh, yeah, of course. So my Instagram is getting witchy with it, W-I-T, and the same is for my Etsy store, and I sell different spell kits, but I really work best with people when I have a quick little consultation with them, pull up a few cards, kind of read their intentions, and see if it would fit on both ends, and then I mix up custom spells with herbology, and I make all kinds of stuff. I'm always whipping up in the the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Gigi, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I mean, it's just like really interesting to just hear all these different takes on how to incorporate your everyday routine and and bring forth that inner goddess in so many different and new ways. And it's, I just really love learning more about it. Thank you so much for sharing. I know. We're going to definitely have to have you on again because it was so organic speaking to you (laughs) definitely so easy all right well thank you miss dylan and um thanks everyone for listening all right well you know that was so much fun interviewing dylan and she's just such a positive ray of light she was i just wanted to ask her so much about aphrodite we need to do that daily not just on valentine's day not just when we're you know appreciating aphrodite we just need to learn to love ourselves more often absolutely Well, some other things that might help you with that are some um, symbols, numbers, colors, scents, gemstones, different things that are associated with her. So some symbols um, are the scallop shell, Mm -hmm. seashells, mirrors, golden (laughs) apples, the evening star, which is the planet Venus, um, the number five, the ocean and the triangle. So you can use anything like that if you're putting together like an altar or ritual with her. You can also use um, colors such as red, pink, violet, silver, aqua, pale green, which is, you know, like the color Mm. of sea foam or any shade of light blue. And um, some scents that um, go along with her are, um, is it Stephantis? I think so. Stephantis. No. I might have done... um, Um, a spelling error maybe it was sandalwood because i know i have sandalwood in another thing i don't know okay <laughs> maybe it was an auto oh well it's okay we also have musk verbena vanilla um vervain and roses um gemstones that go with her are um pearls mm-hmm. gold aquamarine rose quartz jade sapphire silver and copper And, of course, there's going to be animals associated with her, such as dolphins, swans, like the ones that guide her chariot through the sky, um, doves, sparrows, bees, and goats. Food or plants that are associated with her are roses, especially any fragrant rose, um, quince, myrtle, mint, and grape. And with the grape, it's all parts of it. The fruit, the leaves, the vines, um, apples, artichokes, laurel ash and poplar trees so i mean she has lots of things that are associated with her but um you know choose what you feel you're drawn to in that moment of trying to appreciate her and um 
call to her, you know, um, if you're trying to love yourself, love another, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to customize it and, and choose what's going to be working best for you in that moment. And it is nice that, you know, with Valentine's day, we do love to have, you know, red and pink, obviously. Um, so, you know, we are, um, using some of her colors today. So absolutely. It's a good day for That's love. Right. And I also did read um like an ins- a good incense would be uh cinnamon and mirth. So I'm like, okay. Ooh, cinnamon okay. I can deal with. Mirth, I don't even know if I know what that smells like. What's that smell like? Is that like oh, churchy smell? Know. Like frankincense? Frankincense and mirth, I'm, isn't I'm, that? I'm, I think it is. I think I think myrrh is something okay. like that, yeah. Well this was so much fun researching the goddess Aphrodite. She is the ultimate mm-hmm. glamour goddess. Awaken the goddess within you through dance, self-care, and appreciating your divinity. You know, when we get all dolled up for our special mm-hmm. events, I like to think that we're calling to Aphrodite when we like to feel our ultimate best. Absolutely. So. <laughs> the whole process of, like we talked with um, Dylan, the whole process of putting on makeup, that is a ritual mm-hmm. in itself. Well, we'd also like to read you a little bit about her um, from some of our um, books. And one of them is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle Cards by Doreen Virtue. Allow your inner feminine wisdom and dynamic beauty to rise to the surface. Cherish its power and meaningfulness. No matter whether your physical body is male or female, you have an inner femininity that nurtures you and guides you with its intuitive principles. Now is the time to become aware of, take excellent care of, and celebrate your magnificence. I love that. And then from um, the Goddess Oracle by Amy Sophia Marashinsky. For Aphrodite, it's a very short little poem, but it's just so beautiful. Aphrodite's Mm. card is love. When I open my heart, I am filled with delight so profound, with ecstasy so sweet, with pleasure so deep. The connecting with my beloved takes me to all places and the union plays rhapsodies in my soul. I can achieve, right? I know I was, I got a little uh, shaky on that one. So I was like, that's so beautiful. I can achieve union when I achieve oneness with myself. I can dance partnership when I dance alone. I can love another when I can love myself. Oh my gosh. And I'm getting a little, uh, I'm getting a little teary eyed here because I I mean, Gigi's known me for a very long time and I lived in California for almost 10 years and that entire 10 years, I could not meet anyone that was good. Every guy I dated was an idiot. It just, and I just wanted that love so badly. And it was once I finally Mm -hmm. moved away and focused on myself and loved myself, then he appeared within three months. So if you're out there, just love yourself and that person will come along. The universe will bring that person to you. So I love that. I'm so happy for you. I love your face. So the meaning of this card is Aphrodite is here with her dance of love. Inviting you to luxuriate, bask, and reveal, revel, revel in love for yourself. I'm already correcting myself. I'm like waiting for you to do it. I'm like, wait, I can do it. Um, Do you spend the day without thinking or saying how much you love yourself? Do you do little things, loving things for yourself? Or are you miserly keeping yourself on a diet of starvation rations? 
Do you listen to your needs in a loving, respectful way? Or do you criticize yourself? Now is the time to love yourself. Aphrodite says that to be able to love another, you must be able to love yourself. No truer <sighs> words have ever been it's said. So true. Loving others means being able to allow them to be exactly as they are. It means <laughs> witnessing yourself and your loved ones with love, amusement, and delight. The amount of space we can allow another is dependent on the amount of space we can allow for ourselves. Wholeness is achieved when we can hold infinite space and patience for ourselves and then extend it to others. Wow. Holding space for ourselves. Woo. This was a heavy one for me this week. There was Mm -hmm. so much and there's so much more that I wanted to, we could probably do a two-parter on Miss Aphrodite (laughs) someday. There's just, uh. She, she's one of my special ones. And, um, I actually, when I lived in Vegas, bought a statue of Aphrodite. Don't ask me why I never really felt super connected to her, but I've had that statue for over 15 years and she is now on my altar. I'm like, I think I bought you way back when, because you're meant to be in my life now. Yeah, I actually, about that time when you bought it, I mean, you said probably over 15 years ago was about the time that I actually um, got to go to Paris to the Louvre and, and see the Venus de Milo in person. And, you know, so jealous, these just historical sculptures and paintings and just like mementos, um, you know, it just, it shows how long these entities have been loved and admired. And I mean, to this day and age, you know, thousands and thousands of years later, we're still just enamored with them. And Aphrodite just has always had us wrapped around her little finger. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) Definitely the golden girl. I loved that um, saying. So Mm -hmm. you know what goddesses love yourself first And that'll allow you to love everyone else. Mm -hmm. We, yeah, we love you. We We thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Um, Thank you to Dylan from Getting Witchy with with it. With it. (laughs) Getting getting Witchy with it. Yes. Um, (laughs) We thank her so much for joining us and and giving us some of her knowledge. And um, follow us on Instagram at goddess chat leos right gg gg is the one that handles that she's amazing at it so i'm very proud of her oh well thank (laughs) you i'm trying to do my best i try to you know share things that are um entertaining for you all and you know feel free to dm us if there's things that you'd like to see more of um you can also email us at goddess chat um at yahoo.com so um you know feel free to share um if there's any um you know, ideas you have that you might want us to look into or things that you would like to see. Absolutely. More of, Any so. goddesses. And actually, if you have a connection with a goddess that we talk about and you have a story you'd like to say, or even just tell us more about your connection with her, uh, let us know. We'd love to read it on here mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind. Um, so yeah, follow us, tag us in pictures, let us see your altars. We'd love your faces. Yes, you are. <laughs> love you. All Have right. We love one. you, all of you beautiful people. Bye.